Hello and welcome back to Security Insights, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at cybersecurity and beyond. I'm Stephen Pritchard, editor and presenter, and joining us today is Amar Singh from the Cyber Management Alliance. country heading into lockdown prompted by COVID-19, the CMA put out a paper setting out some key points for securing working from home. Amar, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Stephen. Clearly, everyone's looking at working from home at the moment, and the security aspects of that are absolutely critical, and perhaps they do get overlooked somewhat in the rush to set teams and colleagues up with working from home technologies. And so you've put out a document, you've put out a checklist on this, which has been very well received uh, in the industry, and that is freely available. So we'll give people the link to that later on. But firstly, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're seeing people doing at the moment, and then perhaps uh, we can delve a little bit deeper into what's on the checklist. What sort of programs are you seeing people rush through in the current circumstances, and, and what type of security risks does that raise? Where do I start? Actually, we have a lot of clients, a lot of people you know, downloading the checklist, writing in to say thank you. Uh, many, many organizations are scrambling, I think is the right word over here. They are scrambling to put something together. And as you know, Stephen, and those listening in, when you do something in a hurry, that's when a lot of mistakes happen. It's ideal, I know, to say planning is important, but we are where we are today. Uh, There are several risks. And one of the key issues that we are seeing a risk to organizations is they are starting to buy or rent laptops. That poses a significant problem. Once this particular time is over, they have to give back those laptops. Will they remember to wipe their data off, for example? So there are many, many issues. We've tried very hard. We are are putting out an update in the next day to the remote working checklist. And we want to give it away to charities, to everybody, so that they can take a look and very simply take each box and say, yep, we've done this and we've done that. So this is organizations that don't have the tools for remote working at the moment and for whatever reason they don't want to rely on individuals using their own devices? Absolutely. And even if those individuals are using their own devices, that poses the additional risk that those devices may already be compromised. You know, um, most people don't look after their personal laptops and and devices as much as corporates do. In a rush to comply with regulations where people are not going to be allowed to travel, organizations are going to have to take the risk of letting staff work from their own devices or borrow a device, use a family device that the kids may be using for games, which may be completely full of malware. And of course, it's not always going to be possible to send out equipment anyway, hardware. Absolutely. And we've ourselves, we know clients are trying to get laptops and the company is actually doing leasing, are telling them, sorry, we're out of stock. Now that poses a problem when you're out of stock, you cannot source a new laptop, which is far better than a used laptop. You have no other choice. You have two choices. One, let the employee use their own machine or go and rent a machine. And both of these choices are extremely risky to the organization from the cybersecurity point of view. 
So is there anything that we can do, organizations can do with software? So virtualized environments, for example, deploying the corporate IT infrastructure down the internet to the home user device in some way or via the cloud, where at least allows you to wrap some security around the data? Several things can be done, Stephen. One is, yes, allow a virtual desktop environment. I think many organizations are facing this challenge of uh, time. In an ideal situation, they could have planned Many are scrambling to put up virtual environments. And Stephen, as you know, right now, our worry from our clients and for everybody else is in a rush, mistakes are made. Human error is the biggest uh, risk right now, the biggest threat, dare I say. And human error is going to forget to configure the virtual environment correctly. And guess what, Stephen? Once things go back to normal, most people are not going to remember to review all of those new uh, configurations that they have put up. That's very true. And of course, people are going to start using collaboration tools as well. So in the current circumstances where you can't easily share information on the LAN or even by USB stick, a lot of people still do that type of thing, you might not have secure facilities within the business already in place for file sharing. And I, I've seen that as being one of the potential risks that people trying to do the right thing will sign up to consumer services and they will have, as a result, created a security risk as well as potentially a GDPR and privacy risk too if they're using a service that, for example, falls outside the EU's regulatory framework. Even on a good normal day before this mayhem, the cloud, um, as we all uh, call it, the shadow IT has been a major problem. But imagine the situation today. Everyone's working from home. Everyone's got, dare I say, time on their hand. Guess what they are doing? Checking out new collaboration tools, new file sharing tools, new apps that are going to help them search all their cloud devices. And this opens up a Pandora's box, Stephen. A massive Pandora's box where until now, those who have always been working on corporate laptops and from office may not have even tried too much using the cloud. But today that, that shadow IT risk is, dare I say, significantly higher due to the fact that people are going to share, collaborate and forget. And IT is going to be asked and cybersecurity is going to be asked to be a bit more flexible, which means everything will slip under the radar. I mean, we have so many examples, Seth, and I won't take too much time. If anyone does a Google search, you can see before all of this started, so much data being misshared on AWS, on Trello, on all these project management collaboration platforms. Guess what's going to happen today? The other aspect of this is that We've probably got two groups of workers at play at the moment. Those that were familiar with remote working or working in the field, so the field service teams, uh, that type of maybe um, senior managers, those type of people. And then you've got teams who are primarily office-based, so the back office. And certainly talking to businesses, 
some of the problems that they've encountered or some of the problems they've anticipated are when they move teams such as HR and accounts to working from home. They're not necessarily used to doing it. They tend to work in the same office. They tend to collaborate a lot by passing files between each other. Uh, and even sometimes their processes are paper-based still, and they're going to have a practical problem as well as a security problem there. How are you seeing that play out? Do you think there are certain parts of the business that are quite well-equipped, but others that have really got a lot of catching up to do? There are so many businesses that are not prepared for this. As you rightly point out, HR, uh, with paper processes, legal, are having many, many issues because they have to, uh, apart from sharing documents, they are not used to the whole concept of collaboration. Now, like I said, on a good day, last year we had one client who was already uploading confidential documents to the cloud because they wanted to password protect the PDF, for example. Imagine now what's happening. People want to do the right thing. They can't get hold of people. They can't call help desk. They can't walk up to the IT guy or girl and ask him or her, how do I do this? What are they going to do, Stephen? They're going to go online. They're going to go, oh, I can now uh, scan my PDF document, encrypt it, and then share it with my team. The, the Pandora's box is it's, it's really scary in a way, and organizations are going to sadly realize the impact of this. Stephen, cyber criminals are not taking a day off. They may fall ill. They may fall ill. Let's be really honest. They are going to fall ill. But many, many cyber criminals are going to take this as one of the biggest opportunities to lay the groundwork for attacks in the future. Unfortunately, I fear you're right. So IT, IT security specialists have two challenges now then. They have a challenge of securing what's going on today, and then they have a challenge of making sure that when this is over, and hopefully it will be over sooner rather than later, they can then lock down anything that's been set up in the short term and make sure that they've not created security holes for the near future. How should they go about that? It's always good to say that you've got to look back and clean up. The fallout of something like this that we are in today, Stephen, is going to mean when things do go back to normal, it may be no longer on anyone's radar. Now, we are so used to, if you look at my if, uh, the checklist that we have created, we've got an interesting sec section on uh, exceptions, right? Um, on the last page at the moment, where it says, get ready to grant exceptions. Now, the reason we brought that in is on a regular day, organizations are granting exceptions. Oh, okay, you know what? You don't have to update your laptop. Oh, you know, the critical SAP HR server, don't update it, don't patch it today because you have to do the payroll. And those on a good day are left in the exception register for years. Imagine the situation today. No one's updating. People are doing workarounds. Workarounds are the biggest security risk on a good day. Right now, guess what? Workaround is the magic word. Just get it working, as they say, right? JDI, I'm going to avoid the other middle word, right? Just do it. So when you just do something, 
how many people are going to go, oh, let me write this in the exception register or the I have to look at this after everything gets back to normal register. And there's a massive danger where people are going to forget. People are not going to own up. Where people with a few hundred or thousand employees, how are you going to consolidate what those organization employees are doing? So, in fact, try to keep a note of what you've done. And if you can, if you've got time, make sure that the actions are recorded so you can go back and revisit them in a couple of weeks, a couple of months' time and fix them. Absolutely. What we are recommending clients and anyone listening in is one, and you can still do it because it's software-based, use an out-of-band communication channel. Very important concept. During a crisis, Stephen, what we manage, we are crisis managers. We always recommend clients not to use email. You and I both know email is not an emergency tool. Now, here's the trick. Use a crisis management app or even something like a WhatsApp group and update what you are doing in there. Own up. I think at this time, organizations need to encourage everyone, including IT and other staff, simply to tell everyone what they're doing, what changes they've made, because people may not remember. If this particular situation lasts for three months, I hope not, but if it does, who's going to remember what you and I did today, Stephen? If we don't write it down, if we don't tell someone, if we don't share it in a group, And the other thing about this, if people use an out-of-band app, they can communicate with all staff and warn them, give them a heads up on what to do and what not to do on a regular basis. Very sound advice. So coming back to the checklist, are there three things, could you pick three things that an IT team should be doing right now to ensure that they are as secure as they possibly can be under the current circumstances? Within IT itself, IT and security, let's assume we separate uh, regular staff and IT and security. Within IT and security, keep in touch. Have an open Zoom or Hangout or Microsoft Teams uh, you know, channel where everyone can join in and write and discuss what they're doing. And appoint, if you have enough staff, appoint someone or some folks to capture every change, every new technology that is being made. From the staff point of view, I would say encourage them, dare I say use reverse psychology, Stephen, encourage them, if you want to use a tool, please do, let us know. Because right now, there's no time to say no. It's more about if you are exploring a collaboration tool, as you say, if you're exploring a file sharing tool, let us know what you're doing so we can help you. You may not; They may not be able to help the staff today, but they can go back and go in a week, ah, these five members of HR are using a particular tool to collaborate on HR issues. It's absolutely critical organizations do not drop the ball on cybersecurity. Times are tough, we understand, and times are going to be tough for some time. Cyber criminals are going to take maximum advantage of this particular uh, gap, this particular weakness, 
and our attempt at sharing this information with everyone, charities, small organizations, we've had large organizations come back and say this has been useful, is look at this checklist. We are updating it regularly and just take a quick look and tick each of those boxes and hopefully that will help you become a bit more secure and prepared. Amar Singh there from the CMA and the checklist is available online at bit.ly forward slash remote checklist. Thank you for listening.